Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another recovered episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Culberton, and who is with me tonight? Hey, this is Carusetta, K-E-R-O-S-E-T-A on Twitch. You can call me Carrie. Hey, welcome back. Thank you. And, oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't want to step over that, but hi, this is Tom <laughs> Shikoki. How are you doing? <laughs> welcome back, also. <laughs> and where can people find you at, Dominic? Oh, I'm on the, uh, what's it called? This in a Waves show on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. The wonderful world of creation. <laughs> so we, you guys are joining me for a very special episode that's been making, I think, when, we, when I first had this idea to do this. We every we only done one other Recovered that you guys have heard. Only one we ever recorded. So we're doing another Recovered episode where we look back at a game that we've been on the show, usually in this case, almost three years ago at the time, that depending on when you're hearing this, the time of recording this. <laughs> and then we just go and I get different people and I revisit it since the cast has completely changed. I get different people. And sometimes it's nice to go back and look at a game that I have forgotten about. Or like in this case, we're covering Super Metroid. I had a bad experience with Super Metroid when I played it back then. Like I did not if I don't I didn't go back and listen to the episode because it, it's, it's trash because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> it's a bad episode. But I remember I did not like Super Metroid. I didn't have a great time with the game. I wasn't, but I also had never really played any of the Metroid games and beat them at that point, where now I've beaten mm. Zero, Fusion, Prime. I think that's it. But I played a few. So, and I also played more Metrovania. So I'm, I'm more, I'm better now at the system than where I was back then. Were those all for the podcast? Yeah. Cool. No, everything I do is for the podcast. <laughs> I don't know how to ask them for the podcast. podcast, I think, at this point. But so we are here to talk about Super Metroid, which came out in 1994, 1994 for Super Nintendo. The year of my birth. Nice. So, Dominic, this was your first time playing this game, right? It was, yes. <laughs> and this is my second time ever beating the game. And, Carrie, I know you played this game, like, many, many times, you said? Do- dozens of times, yeah. <laughs> I should clarify, it's my first time beating it. I played, like, an hour and a half before, maybe. Okay, that, eh. I mean, I, I have started this game multiple times when I was a kid, when I used to have Super Nintendos, and I just never could get anywhere in this game because I just don't. I wasn't a fan well, of the style. It's funny because this is one of my very favorite video games of all time. I've beaten it a whole bunch of times, but I never actually played it for more than a few minutes until I was an adult. And uh, I was 11 when this game came out. It came out right after my 11th birthday. And my mom took me to Target, which back then we didn't have a Target in our town. So we had to go to the next town over for Target. And I played it at the kiosk there. And then I didn't ask for it because I was like, oh, that was whatever. I never heard of Metroid before. I didn't have Nintendo Power, so I never heard of Metroid or Metroid 2. Didn't have a Game Boy, you know? And so, like, and then years and years later, I bought it as an adult. Or I think I probably got into it, you know, illegally as a teenager. And then, or, or as a college kid, as a college kid. And then bought it once I was a grown-up and started, like, going back and collecting the old games that i never played and it's yeah it's probably in my top 10 favorite if not my top five favorite games of all time so okay so your devotee yes they yeah. exist they're out there yep <laughs> i want to say i i did try playing this and i mean emulation i never got far either i my first time ever really putting time into it was on the wii virtual console i bought this game multiple times on there <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I've, got it on, I've got it on the wii also yeah but I never, I couldn't, it wasn't until the podcast when I first beat it for the first time, and then I played it again for this show, or this episode, I played it on the Switch with Rewind, which is the right way to play, in my opinion, for if you don't, that's how you want to experience games like me. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely the uh, most convenient way to play it. 
also the easiest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ju- uh, my my kind of rule with games like that is I I, I will use flash saves for com- for the sake of convenience. Like I've got to be able to turn this. Like I was playing right before we started recording, and I wasn't near a save point, so I flash saved for that. But uh, I haven't used the rewind feature for this particular game, but which I probably should have because I was trying to do some speed running the other night, and <laughs> so I was skipping save rooms, and I got to crade without saving. And uh, and I died, and I was like, nice. "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> yeah, that's speed running for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I also for, about go ahead. No, okay, for those that don't know, Super Metroid is a two D platformer game. I'm assuming most people know, which is one of the early games that kind of defined the search action genre or Metrovania, as we call it <laughs> lovingly, which I still think is a better is a better term. But you know, I mean, that's the thing. Like when I and I'd played this game before. I mean, now that I understand the series a lot better and understand the gameplay, it doesn't bother me that you start out with almost nothing in this game. That you have to find all your you know equipment to start off with. Like that doesn't bother me. Where when I played this game before, it bothered me. Nor did I understand like why you start off when you get to the first when you get to the planet, you go and see the end of the first game. Like none yeah. of that made sense to me. Yeah, now it does. Mm. Yeah, that was interesting. Direct no. sequel. Yeah, to two. Which no yeah, does. it is, I, and I, I like I like that at the beginning. It does like little cutscenes where it's showing the ending of Met- of the original Metroid and the ending of Metroid Two, but it's showing them in the Super Metroid graphics, but in black and white or kind of sepia tone. Yeah, it's like a neat little touch. It would have been easy for them to just have the footage from the original game, or maybe it wouldn't have actually because they probably had to animate it using the SNES. Yeah, right. so they had to remake it anyway. Yeah, they probably just dumped it into the engine and just redid it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you, it, yeah, because it definitely, it definitely looks way different than it looks in those other games. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say, like, I bought this on the Virtual Console back in the day, and like, this is a game I should have played a long time ago. Having played, you know, Zero Mission a bunch of times, Fusion a bunch of times, Prime a bunch of times, I've beaten all the primes. I've, I've even beaten Metroid Two on Game Boy. So, like, nice coming back to this was like something I needed to do and I'm really glad to have this opportunity to do it. Yeah. That's what the show is for. I, I love getting people to play games that have been on their list that they just never have gotten around to playing. I love being able to make that happen. Yeah. And I, I feel like this is a game that even if it's not your favorite, it's it's kind of like part of the essential canon. It's like you've got to play this. You have to play Mario 3. You know, you have to play Symphony of the Night. Like there's certain games that just kind of defined gaming. Like Chrono Trigger. Yeah, yeah I would be totally. I would be very interested to play Symphony of the Night now and you like kind of see which one I end up liking better and seeing like, you know, if I were to suggest one for the canon, which one of those two would it be? Because I think playing both would almost be repetitive. Have you played Symphony well, no, of the Night? No, I haven't. Wow. No, they're, they're very, I played even less Castlevania. They're, they're very different. I mean, they're they it's uh within like Metroidvania is my favorite genre of games. and I play a lot of them and we usually kind of separate the the Metroidvanias and then the Egavanias. The Egavanias oh, yes. are games like <laughs> Symphony of the Night, Hollow Knight, games like Blood that. Sand. Yeah. Where Blood you level Sand, up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, you where items. you level up and where it's melee based rather than shooting also makes a, I think makes oh, a okay. difference. And where it's less about platforming than combat. The, this game platforming makes a, a significant part of it that is less so in like Symphony of the Night in those games. But Symphony of the Night is, uh, of the two, Symphony of the Night is probably a little above for me. Yeah. Um, Same. That, that's something I they want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I played a Wii Virtual Console. Mike, you played on Switch. And what did you play on, Carrie? This time I played it on 
Switch, but I've I've you know I have it I have it on Super Nintendo. I have it on the Wii. Uh, I have it on my you know, of course I have the SNES Classic hooked up in my bedroom, and I've played it <laughs> right. on there. And then I've got yeah I, I got I've been playing it on the Switch online ahead of this podcast. I I know I also play it on PC a lot because I like to mess with ROM hacks and stuff for it. Fair. So and this is a game that has a ton of ROM hacks that people have done like. Before this episode, at some point in the last two months, I watched a speedrun called Super Metroid Impossible, which took this game and made it as hard as they possibly could. And the guy spit speedrun it still died because it was insane. Yeah, had to do, but right. It's that kind of yeah. game. There's a speedrunner I really like that only as far as I know, this is like his only game pretty much. It's Oats and Goats. OK, it was, it was Oats and Goats, too. I was watching. Yeah, he does like he on his channel does like. I can't remember what he calls it. It has like a series of just, it's nothing but ROM hacks for Super Metroid where he plays all the way through them. Wow. Which I haven't watched very many of those, but he did. He and Andy, who's a Link to the Past runner. Okay. There's a there's a ROM hack that I've played that's very difficult where it combines Super Metroid and a Link to the Past as one game with yes. all of the items, all the items randomized. So it's a randomizer, but it randomizes them through the two games. And then there's certain doorways that warp you into the other game. And wow. then so you'll be going around, like you'll be in a dungeon in A Link to the Past, and you'll find the Super Bombs. And then you'll have to go back to Super Metroid and use the Super Bomb to find, you know, Heart Container or the Flute or whatever. It's, it's, it's insane. Oh, thank you. It's insane. And I watched him and Andy speedrun that on uh, Awesome Games Done Quick. And that is a video that I've probably re- – that's like a – three or four hour video that I've probably rewatched, you know, 15, 20 times. It's, mm-hmm. it's really enjoyable to see them go through that. And I, I think they don't get the sword until like, <laughs> I mean, easily an hour and a half into the game before they get That's a weapon cool. for, I would watch <laughs> yeah. this, but I would never play it. I, I tried it and I'm not good enough for it. I do. I do. I definitely like randomizers for super Metroid symphony of the night. I've beaten the randomizer on that a couple of times. Gotcha. And then, uh, I've randomized uh, a link to the past, but I'm not near. I love a link to the past, but I'm not good enough at it to beat it with a randomizer because you don't get the sword. If you don't get the sword early, then you're. It's really difficult. You're like hoping to find any offensive weapon whatsoever. Yeah, I, right. I can't do that. No, that, no that seems like a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's easier as Super Metroid because you can always shoot. You yes. Know? Yeah. And well, it's fun, like, one time I did Super Metroid and I got like the gravity suit. Like it's like the first item I found. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's going to make things a lot easier. Well, it's a game that starts off where you have the ability to do things, but you get, you know, you're getting the whole idea is that you're going through this planet that you were on in the first game and you're trying to get all this equipment back that you don't have for some reason. I don't think it doesn't explain it in this game where you don't have, don't have the equipment, but yeah, in this really. game, it doesn't explain it. It, it explains it in, you know, Most. in prime really well. I felt yes. like that's what uh, I, one thing I really liked about prime fusion as well gives a really great explanation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> infects her with a virus <laughs> yeah, and they have to extract the parts from her manually dread does it symphony of the night does the same thing well, symphony of the night you, you yeah you walk in and death's like i'm gonna take all your stuff because i don't want you to kill your dad so <laughs> taking all your stuff <laughs> i mean i i mean the thing about this game is that like since i have played other metroids i now understand the system so much better like i understand running around i understand the morph ball i understand missiles like Everything makes more sense because this game has very little like you get a little bit of story in the very beginning, but yeah. most of it is all environmental clues. Like I forget yeah. each Metro game has a certain theme 
and I forget what the the one is for this game. I can't remember what the theme is considered. The theme. theme. Like yeah. lone, I know loneliness is one of them, or isolation is like one of them. Fusion is kind of like horror in a way, or something. It, yeah, it's I not like, like an actual thing one, in the game, but what people say. I felt like this one was just kind of like you know taking the original Metroid and let's just kind of amp it up. Let's make it a much bigger, you know, more interconnected world, more power ups, more. You know, I think that's kind of all they were really going for. So I think it's similar to the first game is kind of about being isolated and alone and lost, you know? Yeah. And then in Metroid 2, you know, you've got the whole deal with that you're you're basically committing genocide, and then, you know, <laughs> you find this one, you know, baby, and you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't kill it. But then in the introductory cutscene of this, you're like, so anyway, I gave the baby to some scientists, and they experimented on it. <laughs> Never mind the familial um, aspects of that, but... Yeah, uh, they. I think they really... Is it Other M is the first one where they kind of, like, bring back they, they they go with the mother thing and they go way too hard on it with the, <laughs> the, the it's called a bottle ship and it was making a baby cry it's shut up oh God, i've never up. i've never played other m for like more than a couple hours i that's one on my list i gotta go back to i'll be there for I, that if you need me i will yeah i kind of want to replay it and give it a chance because i i noped out on that about four or five hours in whenever that's, i yeah had whenever the adam's like don't use missiles, all right? And I'm like, all right. Yeah, Adam was way cooler not... in Fusion. <laughs> <laughs> when I play, it won't be on a Wii mode either. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would. That's a good question. So, so you got to have the Super Nintendo controller playing this. I feel like. I feel like that's essential. I did the uh, Pro Plus Wii, like the one with the handles. Oh yeah. That's. A, I played on a Switch Lite. And that's what I have. Oh, so you're just using like. Oh, you're using Switch Lite. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, wall jumping yeah. was not a thing for me very well. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've tried to play with Joy-Cons before, and the wall jumping with the stick is kind of hard for me. And using the little chiclets on the... I'm, I'm not a fan of the little chiclet buttons on the Joy-Cons. I use the uh, 8-BitDo SN30 Pro, which is their uh, Super Nintendo controller that has... It has the triggers, and it has the uh, sticks, so you can use it for modern games, but also Super Nintendo-style games. Okay. I found myself going back and forth between the, the classic controller sticks and the D-pad, but I found wall jumping pretty easy for me. So I'm That's terrible cool. at it. I yeah, don't wall jumping it. with the D-pad is something that I. Uh, well, you know, I I think at one point in my past I sat and just practiced wall jumping till I got it. Oh, yeah. So now I'm pretty good at it. I'm still not to speedrunner level where they just wall jump up a wall <laughs> and it looks like just walking up the wall basically. Right. I can't quite do that, but I can I can do the one wall wall jump where you're just climbing the, a single wall by itself. I'm not quite uh, there yet, but I'm probably sure I can do it. I've played so much of the other games. Yeah, I can, I can do it with a lot of rewind, but I'm not good at it. I wouldn't I, think, I don't like it. I think it's easier to do the like multiple wall jumping in Super Metroid than it is in some of the newer games. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not sure. It may just feel that way. Yeah, what, blows my, Metroid. what blows my mind, though, is there's no ledge grab. Yeah, it's you get used me. to the ledge grab. Did that start in Fusion? Yeah. Uh, no, it's yeah. in Zero Mission, but oh, it wasn't. It is oh, yeah, Mission. Fusion. Oh, okay. Fusion was first, yeah. Well, yeah, Zero, Fusion came before Zero. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I mean, I'm used to it because I play Super Metroid so much, but I just beat, I just beat, I just 100% Dread a couple, <laughs> like last week. And so when I first started up Super Metroid, I was like, oh, yeah, you can't, you can't ledge grab. Yeah, the ledge yeah. grab is a really good addition. There's that. Oh, a couple of things I found were really weird, like, Sam is so big in this game. Yeah, I wanted to show off those. She's so big. 
She's got man hops. She can she can touch the ceiling of most rooms. It feels like just yeah. by jumping. High like, jump especially. Yeah, with high jump especially. But like fusion is so like no, the ceilings are off limits until you get a high jump or mm-hmm. you know you get the screw attack or whatever the jumping thing. But like it's so weird to just be like, no, I can just go up there and get that E tank that's in the ceiling just by jumping. Yeah, it's not a puzzle. <laughs> Pretty early. Well, that's one thing interesting about this game is that, like, there's, you know, like, the whole wall jump. There's three different tricks that, I think there's three, right, that the game doesn't tell you about, but are in the game where the animals teach you. Yeah. There's the wall jumping, shine sparking. I thought that was it. Okay, maybe that is it. I thought there's a third like, animal yeah. teach you something, but maybe it's not. It also doesn't they, tell you there's a dedicated run button. That, all right, that right there, when I first bought the game as, like, when I was, like, in, or when I first started trying to play the game on emulator in college, that was where I stopped, was when you get to that one green mm-hmm. room where you've got to run across the falling blocks. Yes. I couldn't yep. figure it out because it didn't occur to me that there was a button. And, I, and it's dumb because there that button exists, that mechanic exists in Super Mario Brothers and Mario Brothers 2, Mario Brothers 3, Super right. Mario World, right? So it makes sense. This game coming out two years after Super Mario World, of course hold down the B button to run, just like in that game. But it just never occurred to me. And I just gave up on the game and came back to it years later and was like, oh, oh, of course. And now I play the game and I have the B button held down basically all the time that I'm playing. And for me, it's the other end of like, I played Fusion and everything else. There's no run button there. Why would I assume this one would have it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, cra- I, it, it's crazy that it doesn't tell you. Does it tell you if you go into the uh, control like screen? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I don't think I only found it. it I was watching a video of of a guy because I didn't know what to do and I got stuck at one point and I saw him run. I'm like, oh, I can run, and then I just ran. (laughs) I also got stuck. Yeah, that's probably how I discovered it. Also, this game is can be very confusing because one, if you're using guides, you got to be careful what guides you're using because some people just will skip things or glitch through. Right. Right. Everything on yeah. well, like, just use the abilities that they know how to or get an item earlier than you than you than you would normally because you know how to you can do a lot of skipping in this game where I right. can't do wall jumps very well. I don't like doing shine shine sparks is where you run you run to a certain point you'll end up getting super speed if you have if you have an item called speed booster. But with um, shine spark you are able to hold it walk a certain distance and then shoot upward. Yeah, that's always been the hardest direction. thing for me. You can do it in any direction. Oh yes, you can. It is the hardest thing for me, and I hate it. Whenever I have to do it in one of those games, this is where I get stuck, usually. It's annoying. Because like, so, this one makes you do it, like, uh, against a ramp to, like, shoot up. And, like, to right. the diagonal left. And, like, that's that's a lot to ask. <laughs> I never shine... Oh, you're talking about... For that one, I just run and jump. That's how I get through that one. Well, I yeah, I think, yeah. But it's like, it has, it's like a speed momentum thing, where you have to be on the ramp and jump at the right time. Yes. Rewind yeah. wonderful for that. Yeah, the, the shine sparking... Once you get it down, it's a lot of fun, and you can do like some pretty cool, cool skipping. You're invincible while you're doing it, and anything you hit will die instantly. Uh, almost all enemies will die instantly if you hit them while you're doing it. And you can, you can once you get good with it, you can even time like shooting missiles and stuff wow. to open doors ahead of you. You can follow the missile, and that's one of the <laughs> the that's actually what I was doing whenever I was like, oh crap, I got to get on for I got to get on Skype for the podcast is I was practicing what's called ocean flying, which is where when you go to the sunken ship, you can go, you have to have the grapple beam to get there, but you can get there without the grapple beam as soon as you get speed boost, but you have to be able to activate the speed boost without the required runway by doing a glitch, which I managed to do. But then you have to be able to fire these missiles at just the right spot so that you follow the missile without outrunning it. 
and it'll open the door ahead of you and you'll be able to skip all the way to the basically to the boss of the sunken ship before you ever get gravity suit or grapple beam that's wild just yeah, it's pretty awesome. I, I did not pull off the skip. I pulled off the uh, the super speed thing and got that. There's two missile tanks that you're not supposed to be able to get until you get grapple beam. I got those, <laughs> but that was it. I mean, that's one thing that's so you, about the game, that you can yeah. do all these things ahead of time if you know what you're doing. Yeah, my, my, yeah. yeah, my point was you can shine spark sideways is what I was getting at. You don't have to go <laughs> up. You can go sideways. I don't know if you can do – I don't think you can diagonal shine spark in this game like you can in some of the others. I'm not sure. But I didn't try. I don't. I don't think you can unless you have a ramp to to shoot to push you in that direction. The shines. The shine sparking speed boost in this game. I think there's two, there's one really good side of it, and one really bad side of it that I had to get used to. Again, one being the run button, which I think could be really helpful in other Metroid games like Fusion. Yeah. Like having that run button and being able to activate it when you need it. Great. Love it. Do not love that it takes away your health. Oh, if you hit something, yeah. No, when you just when you shine spark through the air, it takes away your health. Oh, does it? Oh, I, I yeah, was thinking it was like I when you impacted that. that it was doing the health. Yeah, I, I actually I, was, I killed myself or almost yeah. killed myself with it last night. Because <laughs> yeah. I was doing the, I had, I was at that ramp after that boss. What's that boss's name? Cochran or something like that? Cockermeyer. Cockermeyer. Yeah. And like I kept practicing that that jump, and it was just like, why am I, why am I near death? I'm not getting hit by yeah. anything. And then it's like I'm just watching the health take down. I was like, oh my god, are you kidding me? Yeah, I was using Science Park just to fill in the map outside the ship area when i first got it like mm-hmm. and just pra- while i was practicing trying to do the short run for it and i was like and and that reminded me i was like oh yeah it hurts you in this game because again I, metroid dread like probably a third of the freaking uh secret items and stuff are hidden items in that you have to shine spark to get to mm-hmm. oh. and and i got and it doesn't do it in that thankfully because there's some of those shine spark puzzles i spent like an hour on because i Metroid Dread, I 100%ed it without a guide. I think it's the only game I've ever 100%ed without nice. using a guide. Damn. And, yeah, I did, I did have to look up uh, once when I was stuck. I had to look up where am I supposed to go next. But other than that, I mean, I didn't look up how to do them or where right. the things. I was really, really proud of it. But yeah, there was one Shine Spark puzzle that I probably spent at least an hour on. And I, video, I recorded it and I showed my friend. And my friend was like, oh, I think you should try it this other way. And then it did it on my first try. And I was like, I was trying it too hard. But. <laughs> it's I don't I don't want to spend the whole time talking about dread, but dread, I love dread. Someday. Yeah. yeah I need to get it. I need to play it. It's <laughs> it's 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 really it's really good. Uh, I think I have a little bit of recency bias thinking that I might like it more than Super Metroid. I doubt that's true, but Yeah, it's probably just that it's so new, you know, and it's Yeah. The fact it's that we very, po- it's very polished. Very polished. Yeah. I mean I don't think Super Metroid is in my top three Metroid games, but I do have to give it props for being as unforgiving as it is. I do think that's a positive. Yeah. Like I like when games are not like holding your hand in that way or just like figure it out. I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? I don't. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I do. I, I normally do like that as long as it's doable. And Super Metroid's very doable. Um, there, it's very generous with save points. Though one thing that I I got used to Symphony of the Night. Every time you hit a save point, it fully heals you. Fully heals you and refills your mana. Right. Uh, and in this game, it doesn't heal you or refill your ammo or anything. Which it, I don't think it does in any of the Metroids, but it's it still... It does in... If not Fusion, then Prime. One of the Prime two. it does. In this game... Oh, Prime, oh yeah, Prime it does. Yeah, yes. and, that, and the first Metroid game that I ever really played for a decent amount of time was Metroid Prime. So when I first played Super Metroid and the save point didn't heal me, it irritated me. It still irritates me to this day when I went through this game this, you know, previous, this last week. Except for now, I understood that Super Metroid has a lot of little has a lot of spots in the game where little enemies will just keep spawning out of a pipe or something of that yeah. nature, where you can easily re. I mean, they're refill point. They're just 
I'd rather just walk to a save point and get my you know health back. But yeah, I get it. Yeah, so it, there. This is definitely something like in the original Metroid. I you'll just sit there and kill the same enemy for like 10 minutes to refill your health before a boss. And it's kind of annoying. This one, it's a little more generous with it, I think. So that's good. Uh, One, I just did think of, there is a third ability you have pretty, not from the very beginning, but almost from the beginning that it never tells you about in this game. What What is that? That is when you have the charge, when you, once you get the charge beam, which you can, I I actually managed to get the charge beam. Oh, right. uh, 12 minutes. Yeah. Whenever you do a somersault jump while you have the charge beam on, it will, it's just like the screw attack. It, it will just what? like, yep. yep I never knew that. It's not, I don't know if it's as powerful as a screw attack. And I think it uses it up as soon as, something. I know it uses it up as soon as you land. It might use it up as soon as you hit something. But Wait. yeah, you can go through straight through like almost any enemy. You just go, you somersault straight through them. Oh, I didn't know that. And you don't take damage either. Yeah. Cool. I thought you were talking I mean, about just a thing about Super Metro where nothing's really explained to you. It's a game where you experience like the story. You, I mean, the whole idea is you're not even like you're on a planet and the planet is pretty organic. Like the, with the yes. areas are, you have your hot area you have, but it also yeah. makes sense. Like every, and, and all the, and most of the enemies you fight in this game aren't even like enemies. They're just, you're fighting the wildlife of this planet. I mean, you yeah. are fighting yeah. pirates. Yes. That, but for the, most yeah, of your enemies are wild. Most of the enemies are just wildlife that are in your way. They're yeah. not even, they don't even attack you, no, right? They don't even some, come at you. Yeah, they're just, they're just there. But some are hunting you kind of in a way yeah. because you're prey. So it makes uh, sense. Yeah. But it's, it's, I think that's something I also didn't appreciate when I first played this game as much as I can't remember because I didn't want to go back and listen to that episode, which I appreciated <laughs> now where you're running through an old, you know, some areas feel like you're running through an old base or old cities because they're Chozo cities, Chozo temples in a way, even though right. it's very, you know, it's a game. So I have to look a certain way, but that's, you know, so it's very interesting that, it also makes sense because it's been years since the Chozo had been, you know, executed and are extinct from this planet. Yet, you know, wildlife just kind of takes over, which would happen. Yeah, exactly. And there's the the sunken pirate ship, space pirate ship, is like a really cool atmospheric area. And that's uh, if you've uh, if you can't, I, I can imagine coming from Prime and then playing this, you'd be like, oh, that's what that was. So that's what that was because Metroid Prime is the most. I would say it's the most closely related to super metroid of any of the games like it's it's uh, a lot of metroid prime is a as an homage to super metroid yeah i can i can i can buy that yeah like your your ship in the middle which by the way the ship does fully heal you if you save it it yeah again something it never tells you it never even tells you that you can do that you just happen to you just if you happen to go and stand on top of your ship because you see your ship and it's like, oh, cool. I wonder uh, what happens if I stand on top of it. And then it's like, oh, it's a safe point that fully heals you and refills your ammo. One thing I did <laughs> think you were going to talk about earlier, just going back to it for a second. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about it, too. The uh, the extra ability you get when you get the morph uh, morph ball bombs. Oh, you yeah. Charge up and go into morph ball and you just explode like a bunch of bombs out of you. What? Yeah, it's very, very <laughs> useful for finding hidden, very useful for hiding, finding hidden blocks in a room. Yeah, I never knew that either. Yeah, yeah. Like you charge, you charge beam, go into morph ball, and like five or so bombs just come out of you. It's it's really cool. I wish that you could. I wish you could trigger it instead of it just doing it as soon as you hit morph ball. But you can do it. You can do it in midair also. Really? Uh, Okay, that's cool too. That's difficult. Another thing, it never tells you that you can morph ball in midair. You just will accidentally do it to discover you can do it. Oh, that I actually. Yeah, there's actually some areas that you can access that way. And then similarly, there's uh, bomb jumping, which I'm really good at in every Metroid game except for this one. 
Super Metroid, I'm not good at the timing on it. And again, it's another thing. I don't think the game ever teaches you or anything, but you have to do it. Yeah, I got a good at fusion more ball jumping, uh, bomb jumping, but not this one. This was this yeah. was a different timing, I think. Yeah, and this one, there's a couple places where you have to do it to get up just one square, but right. there's there's never anywhere where you have to like chain them. But there's like there's a secret in um, Dread. There's at least one secret where you could come back later once you have screw attack or double jump, but otherwise the only way to possibly do it or shine spark. But if you want to do it when you first get to it, you can morph ball jump, but you have to you have to do like maybe seven or eight up. God. Which is chaining more than That's one is like chaining more than one is pretty or chaining more than two is pretty difficult as it is. Yeah. But I got to where I could do it, you know, in fusion and in dread and in I think zero mission. But for whatever reason in Super Metroid, it takes me forever to chain bomb jumps properly. And I've never really been able to do more than maybe three. I think I've only ever done three for any game, but that's really impressive, though. Yeah, it's it's it, once you get the timing in Dread, it's super easy because it's just like you just like it's a rhythm and it just it just works. I think because it's so precise mm-hmm. and everything's so precise and polished that it's it's pretty frame perfect. So you just like you have that rhythm of one, two, three, and you can just do it. I mean, another thing about about this game is that the year difference. So when we get Super Metroid from the time that we finally get another 2D Metroid, which wasn't until Fusion. I mean, like it's like almost ten years at that point. I mean, it's it's 2002, so it's uh, eight years. Yeah, eight years. That's a long time not to have. Like it's just one of those series that because I remember the whole like Metroid skipped the entire 64 era, and I had never played this game really. So I remember like when I was playing Smash Brothers and you had that Super Metroid level, I'm like Brinstar. Like I don't give a shit about this. Like I don't know who these any of this stuff is like it, it didn't mean anything to me yeah. where now that i played this game a few times like craig for example i had seen craig before because i always i'd get to him or i'd maybe die or my friend would get to him but that's something that's so interesting to me the way the boss fights are like most of them mm-hmm. are kind of well, well some of them are part of the pirate force that you have to beat to then unlock the final door which is an interesting little way that the game locks itself yeah like zero mission also does i believe mm-hmm. yes but it's only yeah just Craig and ridley though where yes. this one is craig ridley phantom yeah it's four of them yeah you know the shrimp guy isn't there then is he no okay because i mean you're fighting pirates essentially but it's cool that the pirates are not humanoid because it makes sense you know you're different worlds they're going to be different creatures they're not just going to be humanoid type creatures yeah i like that idea too that's something i I really appreciate i i really wish sometimes with certain games it's like i wish i could erase my memory and go back and play it the way it was meant you know i wish that i had played the original metroid and then metroid 2 and then super metroid and then prime i wish i had done it like that because for me it was really i played a lot more prime before i played super i played super long before i ever played metroid 1 i didn't play metroid 1 until the it came to the nes the switch online because i had played zero mission so i was like why would i play one you know and I've never played Metroid 2 on the Game Boy. I've only played the remake, the Samus Returns. Metroid know? 2 on Game Boy is much easier, I think, than Metroid on NES. Like, that's the one I still have to really play. But Metroid on NES, I feel like if you've played, I've played it, and, and, and I, I haven't beaten it. I've gotten pretty far in it. If you've played Zero Mission, it's like, it's just like playing a worse version of Zero, a way worse version of Zero right. Mission. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's when I have to like, be really careful with like passwords and like really devote my time to it which is going to take a lot i feel like yeah well you can, on that's that's one where i would definitely not feel bad about using the rewind feature or something on the switch yeah actually that's a good idea 
That's a good idea. Because that one that one is just it's punishing and like I said, you'll you'll be down on health and then it's just like, all right, I'm gonna have to go in and out of this door and kill this same enemy like thirty times to refill my health. It's kinda dumb. So another thing about Metroid, this is also the first Metroid game with a map. Yeah. Which the map is what I think really makes Metroidvania's like, you know, the search action genre. Like it it having that map knowing areas that you explore and areas you haven't explored what you go back to is what makes this genre so much fun and so right. amazing to most people. It really does. Not having the map would like really makes the original Metroid super annoying. Mm-hmm. Not 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 hard in a fun way, just hard in an annoying way. In Metroid Two it becomes a little bit of a, a hassle. Not I kind of like the in a way, but it's kind of like stuff just changes and you're just expected to go figure out which part of the area changed and like Oh, now it's a different direction, but like, how would you know that? Yeah, but that's that era. Yeah. Though. Like, they didn't. This is a game that really, def, you know, helped define the genre and help extap, you know, create the genre. Right. Yeah, it really did. Like, people weren't calling them Metroidvanias till after Symphony of the Night, but it was because they're like, oh, they took Castlevania and gave it the Super Metroid treatment. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the genre. Which, which uh, Cast- I mean, Symphony of the Night came out in like, like ninety nine, ninety seven. So. 97. Oh, okay. So it's not that long. years after this. Yeah. It feels longer because it's such a different era, too. Yeah. Yeah, because you're going for Super Nintendo to PS1. Oh, and the statue's not Krakomire. It is a shrimp boss. Krakomire doesn't show up. But I do want to talk about him quick. Like, that's a boss fight that I really like, where usually most boss fights, you have to just, you know, damage the enemy enough. Him, you have to keep hitting him in the mouth with missiles to push him into the lava so he dies. Yes. Yeah. And I like that. And I also like like that. Oh, go ahead. And then he comes back to life, which is also... That's what I was going to say, yeah. And then he comes back, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to have to fight zombie... Oh, no, I'm not. (laughs) It just falls apart. Yeah. Yeah, that was a cool cool fake out. Yeah. The the weird thing to me is, A, I feel like I've fought these bosses in other games, and I know it, I have. Crazy, frankly, you have. You've you've lost several of them. And B, it was really weird, again, playing this for the first time for real, how many of the enemies are just repeats, and how many of them, it's like, I'm so used to Space Pirates being so much harder and, and fusion, and then this one they hit, I, do, I kill in like one hit, you know? Oh, yeah, or even in Prime. In Prime, you like basically have to use missiles on them or, right. uh, you know, to kill them easily, at least. Yeah, or, they're, they're, they're pretty like, easy in Super Metroid compared, yeah. comparatively. So like how most bosses are like just missile sponges in this one versus yeah. fusion being more strategic and how it's used. Like, well, yeah. more balls be used more often and all that. Also, a big yeah. thing with this game is that you're, you know, they want you to try to find all the missiles because they give you way more than you need if you go and search everything. I don't. I didn't. I never get all the energy. I didn't get nearly most of the energy tanks. I didn't get most of the missiles. But I just don't care. Yeah, I've hundred percented Super Metroid with a guide. Without a guide, it's. I mean, it's not that bad because once you get the X-ray vision, that fi- that makes it easier. I think there is still like one or two hidden blocks that the X-ray vision doesn't see for some reason. But that makes it a lot easier yeah. once you get that. But that's late. That's pretty late game. Unless X-ray vision was really cool. Skipping. Yeah, it was a very good. It was a very good and necessary addition if you want to. If you want to be able to get everything. Better than when Prime did it. I will say that. Yeah, Prime. It was very annoying because it made the game like while you had it on, it's like hard to see anything. Right. And yeah. you had to use it against those ghosts, and that's so annoying. Yeah. Oh God, that's like the yeah. worst thing about Prime too. Yeah. I have never played Prime Two yet. It's, oh, it's an oh, interesting yeah, I game. Got, I thought but... you were saying also. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, I've only I've only gotten maybe two or three hours into Prime Two, so I hadn't gotten that yet. I like it though. List. I just hadn't. I haven't gotten that far. 
it's yeah, it's one of those games they definitely had to come back to and be like, okay, I've played most of these other games. I'm just gonna finish this one. Especially when Prime Three is such like a brief experience, I feel like comparatively. Oh, is it shorter? It's not. It's not necessarily shorter. It's more streamlined, so it's easier to get through. Oh, okay. Where like Prime and Prime Two are very much Metroid, and that they're very like exploration focused, and like you know, you're getting in this new quest objective. You got to go back to this area and really expand out that map. Prime Three is much more like cinematic and much more like straightforward of like you know cutscenes and we're wrapping up this story. There's voice acting and there all these other sequences. I feel like there should be more are just very basic and bland. Not bland, but like shallow. Okay, not uh, like your normal Metroid type game. Like you get like you're giving like you're doing your stuff in your ship for the very first time, and the ship stuff is very like this. This should be more. I'm getting like upgrades for nothing. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, with this game, it does a good job of always feeding you something. You're always going to get a new upgrade at some point that you're going to use, like the ice yeah. beam, the phaser. It does a good job of giving you those breadcrumbs here and there to keep you entertained and keep you, you know, playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it and I, I, it keeps it's it's repeating a lot of stuff from original Metroid, which is again is stuff that is like, oh man, I wish that this would have been so much more if I if I was like, oh, that's a reference to that. That's a reference to that. You know. But I like that they kept a lot of the stuff, that they kept a lot of the enemies that, you know, Kraid, right before you fight Kraid, or no, is it, is it Kraid or am I thinking Krakamire, which is the, the big tall one that shoots out spikes Kraid. out of his brain. Kraid. Yeah, so when you fight Kraid, in the original Metroid, he's your size. He's maybe like a foot <laughs> taller than you, right? Yeah, and when you, fight Kraid in, when you fight Kraid in this one, right outside his boss room, there's a Kraid the size of you. Which is cool. Which is cool. And so if you were coming from the original Metroid, you would probably have killed him and be like, well, that was a really anticlimactic boss fight. And then go into the next room and it's bam, there's Kraid, big giant Kraid, right? Whereas playing, if this is your first time to ever see Kraid, then when you fight the little Kraid, you probably just think, oh, that was a weird enemy. And then you move on, you know? Yeah, I think it was like a a mini Kraid, like a a mini boss fight, basically. Yeah. Preparing you for the real thing. So it's, it's a really neat touch. It was like, it was very clear that you know which this is developed by the same team that developed the original metroid and so it's like or well some of the same it's a lot of the same people and it's like it's really clear that they were like we want to to recruit we want to it's like a love letter to our original thing you know right and then you played you know melee and everything and you have that the crate in the background of the stage with brinstar oh, yeah in the adventure mode you have the escape sequence whenever you do samus estate it's really fun seeing a lot of that play out as a, like in context yeah, it really and like is. just seeing how much the Super Metroid gets referenced in Melee and in, in uh, Metroid Prime and all of those games. Yeah. yeah, so much stuff is set here in this game. You know, it really kind of defines. Like with the Kraid fight, I mean, I I remember fighting Kraid, and I remember him being a lot harder than what than what he actually was. Like he was a pushover when I played this game this time, this playthrough. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm more educated about Metroid games. <laughs> like I had no issue with him. Like example, like the first boss you fight, what I always call Marvel, he's a big green thing. You can literally just sit in one corner and just roll back and forth, and he won't touch you at all. Right. And just wait till he's open. Like I, and nothing will yeah. hit you. And I did not know that until I watched speedruns. I'm like, oh, this is simple. Yeah, I feel like in this game, compared to really all of the other games, the boss fights are all like really like easy compared to the other games. Like not yeah, Ridley. This game. Mm. Ridley oh, just yeah. a bunch of missiles. Yeah. That's why you have to get a bunch of the missiles. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how many missiles you have when you go to fight him. That's true. I, I mean, uh, definitely if you're doing like a low and like 
eight like eighty regular missiles, and I could. It took me freaking forever to beat him. Right. You're supposed. He takes like thirty super missiles, I think they said or so. I didn't miss because I had rewinds. So I wasn't missing, but Ridley was just a nightmare for me. I mean, I I thought I was gonna have to leave and go search for things. I could not beat him with even with rewind a couple different times. He just you know, when I'm I'm doing it perfectly, where I screw up, I just rewind it, and I still was just having a hell of a time trying to beat him. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Well, I, I still know. think. I mean, I think he's harder in some of the other games, though. Probably like, is. I think I, he's, hard, he's. I feel like he's harder. In, uh, is it fusion where yes. you fight? Yeah, fusion. It's yeah. like if you don't know the trick for electrocuting him, then he's like. Which I don't know how anyone would ever find that out without looking it up. But fusion's super hard, though. In general, fusion is the one where you like you grapple beam the electrical outlet while he's holding you, and it shocks him and and does a ton of damage to him. Right? You don't have, you don't have a grapple beam in that one. So it's not fusion. Is it zero, maybe a zero mission? I'm thinking of. I don't know. There's one no because you don't have it in zero mission either. There's one of them where when he grabs you, he's carrying you around. You can grapple beam the electrical outlets on the side on the wall, uh, and it and it does like a ton of damage to him. That's is either got to be one? this one. It must be this one. Oh, I think it's this. Yeah, I think it is this one. Okay, well then, yeah, that's why I think Ridley's easy in this one because you can electrocute you him. Do, yeah, yeah. Give me give me a sec. But yeah, how do you electrocute Ridley? Yeah, Ridley was tough. There was also the boss in Meridia that was also really tough because a lot of that, like, it's just kind of swooping around. So you got to really time your attacks. Yeah, so that was, yeah. It's who's in Meridia? Who's the boss? Is that I don't remember the name, but it's like it's it's it just remember like it just kind of swoops around and it, like it, it'll come from the left, come from the right, and then like you you have like a couple chances to like attack it, and then it'll go away again and come back, kind of like Ridley. But are you talking about is that the is not Fontoon? Is that the shrimp guy? Maybe the green guy that like he looks like a giant shrimp. You have, he you can electrocute him. He's got the belly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was. I was mistaken. I okay. was. Uh, no, Ridley. Dragon. Just... Dragon. Oh yeah, he, Dragon. He's right. a bitch. Dragon's the one you can. The you can ele- Dragon's the one that you can electrocute by letting him grab you, and then you grapple beam the electrical the elect- the open electrical outlets on the side on the wall. I thought mm. I beat him. <laughs> yeah. I because I, I had enough health to, that to be able to tank him like that. Yeah, that's what I was. I was. I was thinking. Yeah, Dragon flies by, grabs you, and then you grapple beam the electrical outlet, and it shocks him. And I don't know if you're supposed to know to do that or not. Like, I definitely did not like realize I could do that on my own. I don't own. think you would know because the game doesn't. I mean, yes, you can. You see them, you can break them, and they show the electrical outlet. But I feel like why would you think they grapple? Yeah, beam? right. Exactly. Yeah. Also, if you want proof that my phone is listening to our conversation, I just got a notification for romhacking.net for Super Metroid. Oh, 100% phones listen to our conversation. I can't tell you how many times I have even, I even said something with the phone in my pocket, not being used, not recording, nothing. And it's like, hey, you know, that thing you just mentioned, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Usually it happens after the conversation, not during, which is amazing. Not during. That's pretty crazy. Hey, and people are worried about trackers and, and vaccines. No, don't worry. We're tracked just fine in our, in our wallets and our pockets. <laughs> yeah, we're tracked just fine. Don't worry. Yeah, well, I'm glad that we ra- we figured that out about Dragon because your your listeners are probably like, "What the hell is this guy talking about?" Shocking yeah. Ridley. I'm glad I was like, "What are you telling me? Something I didn't know?" And then I'm like, "Oh, okay." It's just um, but no, I felt like like some of the bosses in Fusion, like Fusion, I feel like has the hardest bosses in the series. Like I can't think of any yes. game where I had uh, of all the Metroid games, I never really had a problem with any of the bosses except for Fusion. There were bosses that I had to try. 10 15 times and that, that's and super boss. metroid i think i've you know i might die to a boss once or once or twice they're not terrible even fantoon in the wrecked ship looks like a giant kind of like a shrimp also he's he's a because he's like a ghost boss he's annoying as hell but yeah even he's annoying he's, but it's not, not bad 
terrible yeah. if you can you can pick up on a strategy. And most the thing also I like about Super Metroid, almost every boss but Ridley drops something in the battle to give you health and to give you missiles. Yeah. It's yeah. something that you can break and then get stuff from. Which is really helpful. Always yes. really helpful. Which makes me want to play the game more and keeps me engaged because, you know, sometimes I might be doing bad at a boss fight so I can get a little extra health in the boss mm-hmm. fight. Um, now, there is there is a trick you can do that I learned from watching speedrunning videos that will kill Ridley uh, pretty fast. And that is there's a thing you can do where you, like, charge up when you have the plasma beam and it creates this, like, you let it go and it creates this, like, uh, thing that waves around the screen. And if the two like points like intersect, it does a crap ton of damage that will kill that it will do a lot of damage to Ridley. That's probably but I've never tried that before either. So but um, that's the next that's the next speed running trick I'm going to start trying to to learn is how to do that. One of the other things about this game that doesn't like didn't register with me for a long time until this most recent playthrough is you first see Metroids at one point in this game and they're really weak and they're supposed to be like, oh my god, Metroids. I'm like, Metroids, who, who, what are these? I don't know what the hell these are. But now it makes so much more sense to me. And then when you get to the bottom of the of the game, when you find the real Metroids, yeah. I'm like, okay, this all makes sense now. Right. Yeah, the Metroids the game, them are really fucking hard. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, does the game tell you that they're weak to cold? No. Or are you just supposed to remember that from having played the original Metroid? Well, yes. Probably yes. Yeah, I mean, I, guess, I know because I, so. I know. But I know because like you, you because sh- you sh- uh, if you use if you're using the ice beam like an ice beam plus missile and they're pretty they're pretty uh, easy to kill. Same like same thing like Metroid Prime tells you everything, right? Like Metroid Prime, if you scan things, which it makes you scan every boss, and then the scan thing tells you how to beat the boss. Doesn't which make. I've re- Oh, well, doesn't it like flash at the end like blap, 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 like it kind of tells you, to, you should. Yes, it, it gives yeah, I guess you more it notification that this is what you should do. Yeah, which every time I play Metroid Prime, I try to 100 percent it by scanning everything and I fail every time. Yep. I never I never managed to get it. I think I, I got like really close the last time I played through it. And I, 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 and I missed one of the it was like one of the bosses, like uh not one of the bosses, but one of the things like a boss shoots at you that you can scan. And if you don't get it, then that's it. That's the only time you can see it the whole game. That's wild. Yeah, it's it's pretty annoying. But anyway, in that you scan the very first time you scan a Metroid, it says they're very weak to cold. It's like cold, you know, right. And this game, but, this game also follows that era where it doesn't like to tell you things. They want you to figure everything out yourself. Yeah, which there's there's a lot of stuff behind that. There's the whole rental thing back then. Yeah. When you rent video games, they really don't want you to be able to play through it in a weekend, you know. Which but I, I think it's for the I think it's for the like, best in this game. I mean, I get it, but I hate the fact that that played a part in so many games. Yeah, it just it yeah. will always bother me that games were made extra hard just because of renting. Like, I get it from a business standpoint. I understand, but I just I will never be okay with it. Yeah, no, I agree. But in this case, I don't think it's a problem. I, I like that it doesn't tell you things that expects you to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, and and then and that's something they brought over with Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Somebody yesterday was on a Reddit on the Castlevania Reddit. They're like, "Oh, uh, is it possible to kill Dracula with uh, with Richter uh, without dying and having to be resurrect uh, saved by Maria?" And I'm like, "Wait, you can die fighting Dracula with Richter? Like, yes. how? How would you die to do that?" And and I realized the guy doesn't doesn't know. Well, you know, you have all these moves from from Rondo of Blood. You have all those same moves. You can do like a lot of stuff. Like he didn't, you know, probably don't know what, that item crashing is even a thing. You know. Well, I I've done both. I 
done it where I knew about the moves. I just died because I just was sucking at it. Well, I watched a, I watched a cut, I watched a video of it, and I realized, oh, I have, I have died. I just, it's been, I play the game so much that I'm, I'm used to not. I probably, I, I saw it. And I was like, oh no, I've seen this. Never mind. Yeah, I've seen it. So no, I'm not trying to be like I'm an expert at Symphony of the Night, but, but you That's know, fine. in that game, there's all these button combination things you can do. The game never tells you. And then as Alucard later, you find spell books and you can buy the spell books. But all the spell books do is tell you how to do the spells that you've been able to do the entire time. That's so if fun. you like, I like that. So like um, there's like they're all like, you know, Street Fighter Tekken type moves, you know, and you can do all of them from the beginning of the game. All of them with uh, ex- I think there might be one that's like locked behind an item, but that's it. So and some of them are really complicated. But I whenever I play Symphony of the Night, I just like I have them written down for me so I can just do it from the beginning. And so Richter's got like seven moves he can do from the beginning. And that includes being able to get up into that top room and get all those hearts. And similarly, similarly with Super Metroid, we were talking about where you can you can wall jump from the beginning, but the game doesn't tell you how to wall jump until if you're playing the game normally, you're probably like three or four hours into the game before it tells you that wall jumping exists, you know? Yeah. And, and that's it, one thing that makes this game so amazing is that there's so much stuff that is hidden in it, but it's so much stuff that you can learn. Cause, and you're only, you only do see, I have to always bring this up, there's only one other person that you meet that's on this planet. He's dead, but he's like a, a, a bounty hunter or something. It's never explained who he is, but he's in one before one boss fight. You just see his dead corpse. You just see his corpse there, and it's covered in like bugs. Right. Yeah. Cool it's touch, right before the, uh, it's before the like floating, the like boss that like floats around. Uh, sweet or the the plant one, right? I, I think. think no, so, it's yeah. not him. It's uh, one of I, it's one of the early ones. I can't remember who uh, it is. It is early because I I saw it last night when I or when I when I started up the, when I played last night. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just played for like an hour and I I, I saw it. So it might be before you get to Kraid then. Maybe. Yeah, it's definitely before Kraid. Well, that reminds me, do you, do, Mike. Do you remember the boss that like pops out of the background and like kind of goes around the room and kind of pops back into a hole? The worm guy, yes. That was the same boss in Saint Sword. Ah. <laughs> I don't care. I didn't think about that, but I can't even remember Saint Sword. It's been a while. But since that was the last one we did together, it's like, oh, yeah. same boss. Okay, cool. <laughs> People might not have heard that yet, depending. I don't know when that, but hey, it, it exists if you haven't heard it. <laughs> you should hear, but, uh, but yeah, I've, if I've it's not the exact same, it's very sure similar. Saint Sword's a Genesis game that's actually pretty decent, so. Yeah, I um, I was a Nintendo fanboy my whole life. I didn't, I didn't touch a Genesis outside of a store kiosk until God. You know what? I, I it's possible I've never actually played on an actual Genesis outside of a store kiosk before. That's fine. You yeah. don't need to. Fair enough. That's true. I, I, I have, I have, you know, I have Genesis. Like I have like the Sonic Genesis collection and stuff like that. I've played, uh, you know, some of that stuff. But I, I think, I think, yeah, I've never. I've also, I've never seen a. Uh, SG-1000 in real life before, or a Master System in real life. I've never seen a Master System. system. I've got one. It's cool. Yeah? Mm -hmm. I played a Game Gear. I have a Game Gear as well. I played Game Gear games, but not on a Game Gear. The true true test of this podcast would be to do a Game Gear game, and for me to do it on the hardware. We've done Game Gear games, or I played Game Gear games for this podcast, but never on the hardware, no. That'd That'd be a challenge at some point, like doing like a Shinobi game or the Mega Man game or something. You better have enough batteries. That's yeah. <laughs> Remember, uh, one, Fox, one other thing I want to talk about Fox is Metroid. Is, uh, the one you're talking about, by the way. Sorry. What is? Oh, I just was looking at because it was killing me. Not doing, Batwoon. Batwoon is the oh, boss. The, the, the lizard that goes in and out of the thing. holes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, the boss that I, or not boss, but I it is a boss. boss I want to mention last is Mother Brain. Like, the whole getting up to Mother Brain, you know, it didn't mean anything to me back then, the last time I played this game, and now that I've beaten Zero Mission, like, it's so much of a rehash of what you did in Zero Mission to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still think that's cool. It is, and it's it's funny because um, then if you play Metroid Dread, there's brains that you fight. There's mini bosses that you fight that are brains that are, oh. like, ridiculously easy. Like, super dumb easy they're just there to give you a temporary power boost to kill an emmy uh, which and, and that's it and uh but it's funny because there's like there'll be like a, a a brain and it's shooting those same little you know donut things at you and all that it's like exactly but it's, it's anyway yeah that's cool oh it's just one of those fights that i and it's also like where you know where the lot where the more story kind of comes in the game because as you go to fight mother brain right before it you run in you run into the baby metroid who recognizes you right before it kills you and then you also run into, and then at the end of the Mother Brain fight, after you beat it and you beat it the second time, it the Super Metroid or the Baby Metroid shows up and then hurts Mother Brain, and gives you the hyper beam that you only use for one fight, which you, I think, can die in as long if you suck. But yeah, uh-huh. yeah, that that's actually again the Metroid Dread thing. Whenever you kill the brains, you get the hyper beam for oh. two shots, basically for like just to then kill an enemy with, and then it goes away. That's cool. Yeah. I want to play Dread, but Dread sounds really hard, so I'm staying yeah. away from it. I'm excited. No, it, I'll tell you, it's really not hard. Uh, it's hard to 100. Uh, it's it's a as far as games go, it's actually pretty easy, and it's okay. it's pretty short. How people were complaining about it, so well, it's 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 hard like Super Metroid. That's hard. It's it's not it's harder than what I think people are used to these days, but it's That's no hard harder. Than, it's not as hard as Super Metroid, probably, but it's like on the same random. It's on about the same difficulty scale as Super Metroid, I would say. Out of curiosity, in the ROM hacks, is there a way to get the hyperbeam early? I'm sure. Oh, I, I don't. I haven't seen one, but I, I'm sure there is. Just for like a god mode, that you just want to yeah, be able to walk I, around and just blow everything up. I would love I've, to see that. I've never messed yeah. with any of the ROM hacks for for Super Metroid. So I just don't care enough. I unfortunately, I, I do want to play through them, but that hasn't happened yet. The the oh, only uh, ROM only ROM hack I've done with Super Metroid is the randomizers. Just the the regular Super Metroid randomizer, which I've never beaten. The only ROM ha- the only randomizer I've ever beaten is Symphony of the Night. But the, I've done the Super Metroid randomizer several times, and then I tried that Super Metroid Link to the Past one and realized I'm not good enough at Link to the Past for it. But uh, <laughs> and then I've done the Link to the Past randomizer, and that's fine too. It's combining them that's insanity. Yeah, that is insanity. Wild. But I, I, I encourage people to, to check that out. It's uh, Awesome Games Done Quick, Oats and Goats, Super Metroid, plus Link to the Past, or something like that. Or just Awesome Games Done Quick, Super Metroid, plus Link to the Past, Randomizer, or something like that. But it's it's a fun video to, to watch, because it's, it's pretty crazy to see. So I haven't done like a, a Super Metroid and another Metroid, like kind of similar connection like that, of just you're playing Super Metroid, then you're playing Fusion, then you're playing Super yeah, I, I feel like that, that would be hard because there's no other uh, Metroid on Super Nintendo, but I think you oh, could do fair. that. Yeah, I think they, you could do Fusion plus um, Zero Mission. Zero, That'd be cool. On the GBA, right? And you could yeah, you that, bring that, a link that to the past cool. back into that, too. Yeah, yeah. Which, speaking of, I'm surprised there was never Super Metroid on GBA. Yeah. I, Nintendo well, so, doesn't like old money sometimes. Well, there's the Super. I don't think the GBA can run Super Nintendo. It can. It's linked to the past. Yeah. It does have to the past, you're right. I think it had issues with mode seven. It but, also runs FF6. But this doesn't have mode seven. But they so they could have they, they could have developed around it as well. So because, I guess like, they could they could have, yeah. 
Because like He's Metroid, Zero are. Mission, and Fusion are all on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. So why not Super? I think having Super on the GBA would have been a lot helpful, especially getting people to play it more often when they were younger. Yeah. Because like adapting it to that style, I think would have lent a lot of uh, interesting credibility not credibility but like it would have been a very different thing had super metroid been retrofitted to the gba style and like maybe given a couple key upgrades too you know what i mean like if it got the ledge grabbing if it got that (laughs) stuff in the conversion yeah the ledge grabbing would would make a big difference to like there's certain things that would be within your reach that aren't they'd have to kind of move some platforms around but i guess that's not that's not undoable yeah, it's interesting. I do have another Super Metroid ROM hack that I haven't played yet that I downloaded and installed and just haven't gotten to. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it's called uh, I think it's called Super Zero Mission, mm-hmm. and so it's it's uh, Zero Mission. I, I think it's like a kind of a retelling of Zero Mission with the Super Metroid uh, mechanics. Hmm. Right. So I, I think I think that's what it is. I don't know. I haven't. Messed yeah, with I think it you're yet. right. I've seen it before. I've never messed with it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But I, I downloaded it and then just haven't just haven't gotten around to it. Similarly, like I have AM2R. That's one we didn't talk about. I don't want to. I, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I want to cover it, Ashley, to be honest with you. Oh, okay, cool. It just cool. one day. Yeah. One it, day. That's when I start getting into fan games, which will be a different another show on this show that I haven't started yet. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, one thing we didn't talk about was the music. Yes, I did want I to love, love the music to Super Metroid. It's I didn't play with the music on very often. I did a few times, but it's it's still good. Yeah, it it is. It's funny when you get to, I think it's the, well, the way I was playing, it's the second area you go to because it's, but that's if you're skipping stuff, but you get in and this is like, it's like some, like, almost like it's like uh, some funk, some like funky jazz place is like, it's a uh, kind of out of nowhere, but oh, yeah. yeah, I love, I love the, that's uh, Kenji Yamamoto. And I, I love the the music for this game. I, I actually I play this music a lot, like in my uh, like in my classroom. Like I teach high school, mm-hmm. and I have like music music playing when students are working on things and stuff like that. And Yamamoto, I, I know did the music for a lot of the other Metroid games, like Metroid Prime and Fusion. And then I, I think did like uh, I don't know other stuff too. I know I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's like some of the some of the uh, like sports games and stuff. But yeah, for just that that uh, Metroid music is just always something that's i think it does like a lot to kind of create that uh that atmosphere yeah and the game yeah, it really does i think more than this game than any other it's very dark and ambient in a way that's very menacing like yeah metroid is very horror focused very isolation like themed but i think in this one it goes further than the other ones yeah like it feels like it's kind of on that alien type of vibe more like more than nintendo would usually ever go yeah. Just, I well, mean, this game was inspired by Alien, so. right? But but I feel like there's like you know there's like the safe version of like you can kind of call back to it, but it's still got to be family friendly. Or this is like no, this is like there's no blood, but there could be blood. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I like um, speaking of like the death screen when you die is also just like the is a is it, it's kind of it's kind of scary. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get it that much, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean I cheated, so I didn't get it at all. But that's different. Oh, uh, well, it's like you like the it like zoom It's like it blacks out the screen except for Samus and she's like glowing like she's exploding. And she, like, oh, right. It has like a sound almost like she's screaming. Yeah, I've heard it before. Just not this playthrough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Fusion is something similar. Yeah, a lo- I think I mean, I think all of them after this one did 
have something like that. I liked it uh, in Prime. It's like your your HUD goes out, like your your screen goes out on your um, visor, which is really a, a different direction, but also very cool. But yeah. that's just I agree with what you were saying. Like Metroid is like really the one Nintendo property where they kind of lean into the darkness and the scariness of it. Yeah, which is really cool that they have that. Like it's it's why I prefer Nintendo over Disney, to be honest. Like they're not afraid to have the friendly friendly persona. They still will indulge in the darker, more mature thematic content in a way that's yeah. serving to the material. Yeah. Like they, they'll publish Bayonetta too. I would never see Marvel actually doing a full MCU R-rated movie. Yeah, that is that is true. One day, maybe I don't know. I, I give me that. give me the Logan of the MCU, and then we'll talk. Okay. And last yeah. thing that I, I want to mention before we wrap this up is I do want to mention the cover art. How much that always kind of confused me because Ridley is red in the cover art, but he's purple in the game. But that yeah. was from Nintendo. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that, is, that is like, that's one of my, like I've drawn that before and like hung up the drawing, like in my house. Like I love that, that art. I've, I've sat there and like copied this like box art a bunch of times. Like I also, I've, I've always liked it a lot. Have just now noticed those are crates feet and that's his big belly on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> I have never noticed. I saw the green claws. I have never noticed the big belly on the cover before until just now. Yeah, yeah, it kind of looks like it's like the moon or something, but yeah, yeah. it's his belly. You can even see his, is it? His belly button. Yeah, his little belly button. That's yeah. cute. Love that. <laughs> uh, all right. One thing I do want to ask about yes. real quick. The one thing sure. I did not get in my playthrough was the uh, bomb jump or the, the the morph ball jump. Oh, you never got the spring ball? No. Where do you where do you get it? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I I don't I recall it. either. I don't know where. Because I know I, I know I accidentally, I not accidentally, but I, I sequence broke a couple of minor things, I think. I can't remember exactly what now, but look at my notes, I guess. But yeah. So this the spring ball, you get it in Meridia. You have to have the grapple beam. Okay, so it's probably one of those things I just overlooked. Well, it's an optional. It's an optional. It's an optional one. You've got to go through like kind of a, a a morph ball maze to get to it in the first place. Right. Okay. So it's it's not one that's on. It's not on the beaten path, and it's not necessary for beating the game. And and even 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 then, like there's there's a things that you need it for uh, like optional optional like bombs like bombs and missile upgrades and stuff that you can that you can use it for that but it's Mm -hmm. possible to get without it also like that was one of the ones i did today is there's when i was playing this morning is there's one there's one missile where you're supposed to have the spring ball to get to it but if you can kind of nail the jumping and turning into a morph ball in mid air then you can get it without it Hmm. oh that's cool okay yeah, because I guess that is one thing is we you mentioned sequ- sequence breaking, and so that's something I've never really tried to do too much. But uh, and so that's what I decided ahead of this podcast is to watch speedrunners and try to replicate speedrun stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's there's some like really neat stuff you can do. The two like really big like things that you kind of have to learn how to do to do sp- to do speedrunning with it mm-hmm. is uh, one of them's called I think people call it pseudo ball or fake ball. But it's where okay. you're running. It's before you get speed boost. It's just running with the B button. But you run, you jump, you turn into a morph ball just as you're about to land. And then you can basically, as, until you stop, you can run in your, you can go at run speed while morph balled. Hmm. And so unless you get, there's like two different okay. places you're not supposed to, supposed to be able to get to until you get the uh, speed boost. But you can get to them because they have the doors that kind of crash down. Right. You're supposed to have the speed boost to be able to get past those doors before they crash down. 
but you can and you could run you could run through the doors if the doors weren't crashing if they were just like turning on or whatever but mm-hmm. since they're crashing down you know you you can't run through them but if you can fake uh, or pseudo ball or fake ball or whatever it is you can go through it so that's one and then the other one is uh what i was talking about that i just did right before we started today which is uh reese i don't know what it's called but i think it's called short speed or but it's where you can get the the speed boost uh without the necessary runway and there's two ways to do it you can be holding you know say you're running right you hold down b and you press the right button Mm -hmm. let it go and then immediately press it again and that cuts the necessary run space by about half. And then the other way to do it is way harder. You tap your you tap B mm-hmm. right as uh it's like in the in this frames, it's like the third or fourth frame of running. You tap B and tap it again real fast. And you will only need like maybe a fifth of the run space. Cool. And okay. so that one I managed to pull off once. And I, and then I sat there for a good thirty minutes and couldn't do it again. The first one, the first one where you cut the run space in half, I could do that one reliably now. Every time I do it, it's really easy actually. So so now that's really going to open up stuff for me because now that means like there's so many places that you could shine spark that you're not mm-hmm. supposed to be able to. And that's why when you watch the speedrunners, they're able to skip so much of the game because they can shine spark in places that you're not ever supposed to be able to do that. And that allows you to skip over getting the gravity suit and the grapple beam. So. And the double jump. So. Looks like the one sequence break that I made note of in my notes was that I got I wall jumped up to the high boots. Oh, cool! Yeah, before like going through the room where you're supposed to be able to go to get them. Yeah, that was cool. Other thing I wanted to mention that I was like, seeing through my notes again was that unlike Fusion and Zero Mission, where the map is very particular of there's one item per square on the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one is like no, there's multiple. It doesn't matter. It could be anything. Yeah, it's just like there, there's it, a circle indicating something is there, but yeah, it is. Uh, I, I, it, it, it is. To, I can't imagine hundred percenting this without a guide. Where like <laughs> dread, dread. Uh, what I really liked about dread is, and and fusion prime is the same way. Where you look at the map and it tells you if you've gotten everything in that area, and then that's right. it. You know, you know, or you don't. And so I would just when I was hundred percenting dread, I would just go back to every area until it said I had hundred percent and then I'm good with this game. It's like, you're just going through every room with the, with the X-ray scope at the end and scanning right. every square inch over and over again until you find that one thing you missed. So, yeah. It, it, so it's, it, it really feels like Superman choice, like the blueprints and like the other games have just refined it so much more. Yeah, that, that is true. I, I, uh, I think for most Metroid fans, they kind of split on Super Metroid and Fusion as which one they prefer. Fusion, then Team Fusion. Yeah, I was I was gonna say you seem very much Team Fusion from what I was guessing, and I I like Fusion. Fusion's like I like Fusion, but it's kind of like fifth or sixth on my list, or maybe fourth on my list of Metroid games because yeah. it lacks the exploration of a lot mm-hmm. of the other games. I feel like, but I feel like there's a lot of hidden stuff though. Like a, it like does a, have a lot of hidden stuff. That's yeah. true. Yeah, and probably, Fusion has the best bosses, I think, yes. of the entire series. Um, so Fusion, I, give, I give Fusion props, for sure. Fusion, Prime, Zero Mission, Super, probably, is where I am. Yeah, I'm probably Super Dread, Fu- uh, Super Dread Prime, Fusion. So I probably I would probably have Zero Mission in second. I just don't like the end sequence as much. Oh, oh see, I love, the, I, love the, I love the ending. I love the I, ending of Zero Mission. I do, too. I, I Zero lo- Mission is my I, favorite. 
I really like that zero mission ending. Uh, zero mission, I think, is great. It's just very short. Is a problem. Like I think mm-hmm. you can easily pe- you can easily beat zero mission in like without even trying to be like a speed run type in like two hours. You know. Yeah, I think I did it in like three or four for the podcast. Yeah. 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 Or or yeah. I mean, if you're if you're trying to find everything, then yeah, even more so. But where whereas yeah, I mean, like super. You know, I don't. I don't know how long it normally takes me. I think like seven hours probably usually. It took me ten. Yeah. So it's something like that. And then Dread is similar. Dread my time on Dread was like eleven or twelve hours, but that was hundred percenting it. Right. Which is right. fine. You know, it doesn't you don't have to measure games in time. And I, I realized like, you know, I've got Symphony of the Night down now where like <laughs> if I want to run through it fast, you know, it's like a four hour game. Yeah, because you know by heart. Because you know it and so you know, similar. But um but you can definitely that doesn't make it it's still I mean, I think Symphony of the Night's probably like my second or third favorite video game, you know? And so it doesn't have to be, you know, a long, epic game to be good, for sure. All right, you guys ready to go on the shelf stacker box? Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll go first. So this was a little bit of a toss-up. I was still wondering where I wanted to put this game. I'm still going to put it on. I'm going to put it on the shelf this time. I don't remember what I did back then. Because I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I have since I played it. Like, I actually had a great time playing this game, and especially with Rewind. It makes it so much more fun, and it was it was a good game. Like, I'm glad I I'm glad I finally went back to it and played it because I needed to. It's been so long since I last played it, all three years for the show, and it's a, I I needed to. And I'm gonna definitely recommend it more than I have been for a while. I've been pretty down on this game. Yeah, I'm glad because I it made me sad that you didn't like it. So I'm glad you like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I enjoyed it a lot more now that I understood Metroid more. It was a lot more fun. So yeah, yeah. how about you, Dominic? Probably gonna go in the stack. Like I said, it's not my favorite Metroid. It's still good. I would still probably replay it here and there just to see if I can get more of it, enjoy it more. But it definitely feels like Fusion and Prime and all of them kind of refine the formula in a way that I think works better for me. I, but I do really appreciate the amount it doesn't tell you what to do and the amount of like stuff that is either hidden more carefully or feels like you're just breaking in the game to get to versus the others, where which are very more precise and like grid-like mapped out. Good way to put it. Yes. How about you, Carrie? Uh, yeah, I mean, shelf for sure. This is one of my very favorite video games of all time. So definitely, uh, probably gonna play play it whenever we get off here. So <laughs> I will not play it again for a while. <laughs> so yeah, no, I I, I, uh, I haven't done. A, I've never beaten a randomizer for it. I always fail. So I'm now kind of now that I've got these speed run tricks in my in my bag, I'm gonna try to see if I can finally beat a randomizer. You probably so. need them to beat a randomizer. I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, randomizer just kind of depends on what you get, you know, which is it's kind of the fun of it. Yeah, I couldn't do it. And if you want to hear more Metroid gate episodes, we have covered other ones in the past. We did Metroid Prime episode 142, Metroid Zero Mission Recovered 43, which we just recovered episode 43, Metroid Fusion 103, the first time we played Metroid Zero Mission episode 43. And in the first episode, episode one, we covered Super Metroid, which you're here. You just heard about. But if you want to hear what my opinion was three <laughs> years ago and other people who weren't on this show and bad audio because I didn't know what the hell I was doing three years ago, go check that out. I don't recommend it. I'm pretty sure I know I'm quiet because I had a bad I didn't have the right microphone set up for that first episode. It's not that uh, bad. I'll listen to your zero mission recovered. It, I recorded it back in like January this year. I didn't publish it till later. But yeah, <laughs> I still love zero mission so much. Yeah, zero Mission's great. All right, and uh, Carrie, where can people find you at? Yeah, I'm on uh, Twitch, Carusetta, K-E-R-O-O-S-E-T-A. I do uh, play D&D with my friends on there. I play a lot of Dark Souls games on there. And I also modify and repair 
old video game consoles in my workshop and record that, though I haven't done it in a while. So <laughs> check me out. T-R-O-O-S-E-T-A. I know there'll be a link in the show notes. And Dominic, where can people find you at? I'm on Twitter at D-A-C-I-C-H-O-C-K-I. I'm also on, on the Distant Ways podcast on YouTube. I'm in the Overblood Facebook group. Yeah. yeah. And I want to give a shout out to my, my buddy, Bill Tucker, who does the show sometime with me. Most of the MC, we finished the MCU stuff. His, he started his own podcast, Gamer Looks at 40. Definitely go check him out. You see a link in the show notes. And I also want to give an awesome shout out to our awesome new intro and outro that we have from Helena t- at TikTok, Hell Hath Fury. You will see a link in the show notes. She made our intro and outro for us. I, I like that, but it was time for a change. I'm a little different. And if you want to support the show, we have a Patreon. Just a little dollar. You can go down to our Patreon. You will see a link in the show notes. And you can subscribe and vote. And we have a monthly poll each month to decide a different episode that we're going to cover. I pick a list of things and then I throw it in there and you guys choose what we're going to cover. So definitely go check that out. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We're only audio, but we are on YouTube if you want to get our audio. If you'd rather listen to it on YouTube, it's there for you. So definitely go check that out. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. See your next mission. <laughs> nice.